Hello, everybody, and welcome to Joyfully You Podcast. I am your host, Kelsey Lowe, and I'm excited to be with you guys today. What's up, Bridge? What's up, Deanna? Hello. So I'm talking about asking for what we want. And honestly, that's the first step in manifesting anything. We can call it manifestation. We can call it law of attraction. We can call it creating your dream life or getting into the flow, getting into that state of possibility. And so that's what I'm going to be talking about today here on the podcast and here on Instagram Live. And so a lot of the times what I've noticed for myself and for a lot of people that I've worked with is there's a fear of asking for what you want. And oftentimes the women that I work with, the people that are in my space, they're very kind, loving, giving people, okay? Because I believe that like our vibe attracts our tribe. And I believe that's who I am. And so those are the type of people I attract. And there's a misconception that by asking for something that you want, you are somehow taking it away from someone else. Have you guys ever resonated with that of like, oh, I don't want to ask for too much or I don't or I don't want to be unrealistic. You know, I don't want to set myself up for disappointment. That's a real thing that comes up of like not wanting to get disappointed or let down. So play it safe, you know, not to ask for too much out of life. And this is more of like looking at life as a whole of like, what do you want to experience? What do you want to create? What are some of those dreams and those goals? Um all those experiences that you want to have in your life because the first step is claiming it declaring it saying what you want saying and and this is this is the part that I love teaching and talking about is saying what you want and then learning how to cultivate the sense of worthiness that you're worthy of receiving it and creating it and it's not just a passive thing of sitting back and receiving it but truly taking action and asking what would be the first step you know um And so with manifestation, I I have a technique that I use called clarity through contrast. We are often very clear on what we don't want. And that's the easiest place to start. You know, I posted a reel today joking around. um, It was like this little song of like, this is going to fuck me up of like people that say, don't speak negative things into existence because it's going to create a reality you don't like. And while there's elements of that that's true, there's a difference between having fucking honesty with where we're at and what's going on in our life versus disassociating or ignoring it or trying to slap a happy face on or like telling yourself like I shouldn't feel this way I should be happy I should be grateful like trying to hit yourself with a gratitude stick of like oh I shouldn't be feeling this way I should be grateful look at what I have or if anyone has ever grown up where your parents are like there's people starving in Africa like how dare you have an emotion or be upset or be sad you know So getting clear on what you don't want is a beautiful way to open up and become clear with what you do want. And so I'm teaching um, a workshop tomorrow all about getting clear on those desires and being able to create it in your reality, manifest it, you know, talking about the law of attraction and the power of our words and believing you are worthy of creating a life that you fucking love. Okay, so. I'm going to actually give you guys the first step of what I'm going to be doing on the podcast or on the workshop tomorrow evening. And so the first step is grabbing a piece of paper. And if you're here watching this and your phone's right there and you have a notebook nearby, you might as well grab a notebook and do this. If not, you can just listen and this is something you can do later. Okay. So getting a notebook and just drawing a line down the center of the page, right down the middle and on the left side, and maybe you can choose something around relationships or your finances or your self-confidence, you know, things that you want to feel, you want to feel confident, you want to feel 
powerful, you want to, you know, focus on your wellness or whatever. So it's nice to kind of choose a category that you'd like to focus on. And then on the left side, writing all the things you don't want, you know, things that you don't want to experience, don't want to feel because our mind and our, like the way that we are, we are wired to protect from danger. So we oftentimes will start visualizing or imagining the worst case scenario. And I like to counteract this with like, what's the best case scenario, but I'm getting off track. On the left side, all the things that you don't want and listing them all out, okay? And then what we do is we go through line by line and identify what do I want instead, right? So for example, I've done the, I did this so many times for relationships because I found myself attracting unhealthy relationships and then I just didn't date for a while and was more like focused on myself. Um, and so getting clear on what you don't want. So for example, it's like, I don't wanna feel stressed. I don't wanna be overwhelmed. And so then asking yourself, what do I want instead? I want to feel at peace. I want to be in the moment. And so then you can start to identify what you actually want by first getting clear with what you don't want. And so using that information versus trying to shut it down because the universe does not hear positive or negative. For example, if you're like, oh, I just don't want to gain weight. All your subconscious mind is hearing and all the universe is hearing is gain weight gain weight. And so it's reframing how we're talking about it while also being authentic with who we actually are. Uh, Thanks for the hearts. I love seeing those hearts. If you guys have any questions, feel free to add a question in the comment box and I will answer it. Um, And so when we're asking for what it is that we want, we have to talk about the abundance mindset and the scarcity mindset. It's really important because it always comes back to these things. And so the abundance mindset is believing that there's enough time, there's enough energy, there's enough. You are enough. There's enough for everyone to go around. You know that if you are setting big goals or dreams or things that you want to experience and creating your life, it's not taking away from anyone else because we're remembering the abundance mindset. There's enough, okay? But then the scarcity mindset is there's not enough, I'm not enough, there's not enough time, there's not enough money. And the the scarcity around time is something I have to check myself all the time with. I have to realign and shift back into a different perspective, especially if you are watching this and you're ambitious. You know, I see some names in here that I'm like, oh yeah, you know, there's dreams and there's goals and there's things that you want to experience in your life, as you should, right? Why not be able to say, like, I'm here to experience everything that life has to offer. I'm worthy of experiencing it. Um, and so I've that it, when you're really ambitious and you are goal oriented and looking forward at things you want to do, it can be easy to think, oh shit, there's not enough time for everything I want to do, you know. And this is where I reframe this and I and I catch myself because when I start thinking it, I can observe my thoughts now and be like, whoa, that doesn't feel good. That's not putting me in the direction that I want to go internally. You know, this is taking me out of flow. This is putting me in flow. This is taking me out of love and abundance. And this is putting me in love and abundance. And so I reframe it of there's exact, there's the exact amount of time for what needs to get done. And in the past, I was, um, you know, I, I, I joke that I'm a recovering people pleaser, but it's not really a joke. You know, I used to really struggle saying yes to myself because I would constantly say yes to other people or I would go through lulls of checking out, not wanting to do things. Like I also talk about procrastination quite a bit on this this platform of not doing something and then wanting to do everything. So I would overcommit and so then it would stress me out and I'd feel the scarcity around time, you know? And so 
having the abundance mindset of trusting that there's enough time, it's enough, I'm enough, there's enough, whatever that might be, is learning when there's certain things that need to be set down if there isn't enough time, right? If you're like, no, there's literally not enough time in the day for me to do what I need to do, then the way that I approach this is there's enough time for what needs to be done. How can I ask for help? And where can I renegotiate? Um, two years ago, I remember, was it three, two or three years ago, it was like I had all these plans for my business of things that I wanted to do and I started to get, my energy started to just feel so constricted and I was so overwhelmed. And I remember this moment of driving and thinking, I've created my own business to be my own boss. And freedom of time is the biggest thing for me, is freedom to live my life how I want to live. Like that's been one of my dreams and goals as to why I created the lifestyle I've created. And it was like, why am I feeling so stressed out about a freaking schedule I created? And so it was this moment that I was face to face with my expectations of myself of thinking it should look a certain way. And so it was a really important moment. I'll never forget it. And it was like one of those micro moments that reflect such a macro thing. It was a micro moment of, I get to renegotiate. I get to set reset those timelines and those deadlines and it doesn't have to mean anything because the more and more we do this like personal development and a spiritual journey and inward journey, we can start to notice when things are out of alignment of like, oh, that really doesn't feel good. This is my inner critic talking. And so when you're declaring the things that you want, be willing to renegotiate with the time frame it takes to create it and receive it and become it, right? Oftentimes we have a timeline of what we think it should look, but I'm a firm believer and I say this to all my clients and the women that are in the GLOW community, don't should on yourself. If you find yourself in an argument with reality, meaning it's this way, it shouldn't be this way. It's supposed to be this way. That wasn't supposed to happen. You're arguing with what is. You're not in a state of acceptance. And so this is something that's like an ongoing practice for me is noticing, okay, this is if I were to look at this as exactly the way it is, can I find peace in this? And how can I show up and give my best? And where do I need to renegotiate? And letting everything be an, ex- I like to look at everything as an experiment versus do or die because that's what's helped me take messy action. That's what's helped me ask for the things that I want with no idea of how it could be possible, but at least planting that seed. You know, the same way with like gardening, the day that you plant the seed is not the day that you reap the harvest and the fruits and the, you know, there's labor that goes into it and we, it needs to get sun and it needs to get water. And so for me, I used to be such an instant gratification type of person. So if I couldn't ask for what I want and get it in the same day, I was frustrated. Does anyone, does anyone resonate with that? You know, it's like being able to look at the long term. I was like, well, I want it right now. That's silly. Why would I want to look long term a year from now? I want to feel good now. Like this feeling of like instant gratification Um, in a way that it's kind of funny because a lot of manifestation, there can be a level of instant gratification on an energetic level. For example, when I first started my business, I remember taking this like money manifestation course and like keep in mind, I was probably making like $500 a month or $600 a month. My rent was 600. I was like put living off credit cards pretty much because my business was like a little baby that didn't know how to feed itself. I didn't know what I was doing, but I was committed 
to making it work. So I was selling jewelry on the side. I was doing anything to still show up and be this person. And I remember this one woman, I think her name is Jenna Black. Um, she said, she's like, visualize the dream and the woman that you're becoming. You know, if you already had everything that you wanted, how would you show up for your morning? How would you show up for your day? How would you dress? How would you walk? How would you talk? And I remember that was like an activating moment. It activated confidence inside of me because I realized, oh my gosh, if I already had the business I wanted, I'd be waking up at this time. I'd be going for a walk or going to the gym or getting some movement because I know I would want my mind to be in the right space to to hold space for all the women that I'd be serving, you know, before there were any clients. And so it's like, oh, I would get dressed up. I would do my makeup. I would go to the coffee shop, you know? And so I started living as if I already had it and started feeling into the energy of like, well, how would I, and this is where you can ask yourself and just have some reflection. Would I be showing up differently to my day and treating myself differently and taking care of myself differently and dressing differently or talking differently about myself if I already had it? And find where that dissonance is. You know, what would that look like? Painting the picture and starting to visualize who is that woman or that man? Like, who is that person within me that I want to become? And sometimes other people can give us a view of something that we want. And if you, and this is the cool thing is if we find ourselves in the scarcity mindset, it's going to look like and feel like jealousy. But if we shift over to the abundance mindset, it's like, oh, that's a visual proof of something that I want. And I'm only able to see it and recognize it because I'm closer to becoming it and attracting it and receiving it. Like, how can I learn from this person? How can I connect with this person? How can I be in relationship with this person? You know, if they are showing you evidence of something that you want, because this is the abundance and scarcity mindset is a filter that you can use to look at anything and everything in your life, whether it's around time, whether it's around seeing other people succeed and feeling a little funky about it because you aren't there yet. And in, you know, getting stuck in this jealousy and comparison thing. Um, so, or if it's just you against you. And that's like been the biggest journey for me is I I didn't get stuck in comparison as much as, but I was my own inner critic, you know? And I would notice the times that I would um, try to quit before I started to avoid failing. The fear of failure is a real big thing, you know? And so I'm looking back, what what did I title this? Asking for what you want and letting yourself receive it. Yeah. I would ask for what I want and then be frustrated if I didn't have it right away. And learning how to play the long game is one of the most beneficial things. And learning like the things that were blocking me from taking action is I wanted it to be perfect. I wanted to avoid any vulnerability of, you know, putting myself out there or judgment or failure because I wanted to control everything. I was used to being able to control my image or what people would think of me, you know? So I wouldn't let myself, I would only let myself be truly myself around certain people that I already saw as safe. So putting myself out there on social media in order to fulfill this like soul calling of empowering and inspiring other people to love and to lead, you know, it required me to face all of my own subconscious beliefs of scarcity. 
because below that feeling of perfectionism, you know, because of the perfectionism, it caused procrastination. And because of the procrastination, I wasn't taking action. And by not taking action, there could be no momentum for the world and for the universe and for people and for situations to give to me what I've asked for. And so, yes, manifestation has a lot of internal work of lining up with that version of you that is that has those things, right? You know, it's it's the being, not the doing. You know, how would you describe that person? Like confident, excited, uh, magnetic, energetic, you know? And so, yes, there's the internal work, but there's also the action. I am a big believer of messy action. And this is the... This is messy action is what helped me start my business. It helped me start my podcast because I would lay down this idea that perfection is an illusion, right? And that it's going to feel messy. Anytime we do something new, it's going to feel messy. But here's the beautiful thing. It's not going to look messy to other people because they are not nearly as critical as you are. And if they are more critical than you, why are they in your space? Okay. (laughs) And so... Whenever you have something that you want and you declare it and you ask for it and you pray on it and you write it and you let yourself feel into it, I can guarantee there will be an opportunity or an urge or a gut feeling to go take an action step towards that. And by you saying, yes, I'm going to take messy action. It doesn't have to be perfect. I believe I am enough and I can figure this out and I'm allowed to start. I'm allowed to start, whatever that might be for you. Maybe it's putting yourself out there with dating. Maybe it's posting something about your story. Maybe it's applying for a job. Maybe it's sitting down and trying meditation, right? How often do I talk about meditation? If you've been following me a while, journaling and meditation are the biggest tools to awaken your personal power. They are the biggest tools to help you identify what is the subconscious beliefs that are stopping you from creating a life that you love. Because there's always a belief there and you have to remember that those beliefs were created to keep us safe. And so when we learn how to create a sense of safety for ourselves, of like, it's safe to ask for more. It's safe to dream big. It's safe to put myself out there. It's safe to do something new. Then we're reprogramming our mind because we're creating the sense of safety that our ego needs. And the only reason we procrastinate or sabotage or, you know, opt out of things is because our subconscious mind believes it's safer than actually going for that thing that you know you want. Have you ever like procrastinated or sabotaged on something? You're like, why did I do that? Why did I do that? And then it's like, you're mad at yourself and it's just this spiral, you know, anxious and mad at yourself because you're not taking action. And then because you don't take action, it just continues, whatever. So I'm a big believer in taking messy action and not waiting for a big event or the right moment or something to be, because what that is, that's an act of love. That's an act of love an act of self-love, of saying like, I get to try. And whenever, oh, this is good. Whenever you feel yourself like scared as shit, you're like, oh my God, I'm so nervous. And especially when it's something that you really want, or it's like, how many times have you heard people say, or maybe you've said it yourself, like, I don't want to get my hopes up. Girl, get your hopes up. You know, what do you mean you don't want to get your hopes up? Because a way that you can approach that with a different perspective of reprogramming your mind is, is, I'm going to do my best and I'm going to put myself out there versus versus it needing to be, I don't want to put my hope, I don't want to get my hopes up and be disappointed. 
It's trusting that exactly what's meant to happen is going to happen, right? If this is, if not this, something better. Type that in the comments. If not this, something better. If not this, something better. Be committed to what you want to create and experience in your life and unattached from the timeline that it takes to get you there. Because we can take action, and this is important too, bring coming back to that abundance mindset, scarcity mindset, we can take action and fuel our sense of action and drive from a place of judgment, of being like, I'm not doing good enough, so I better show up big today. Or I didn't like yesterday, so I'm gonna show up bigger today. And we can push ourselves with this kind of like masculine energy of drive. I gotta do it. Like, let's go ham. Let's go hard as a mother. You know, have you ever heard that? Going ham, going hard as a motherfucker. Let's get shit done. Let's kill it, right? This very like dominating way of motivating yourself. And it works, right? You can do it, but it's not sustainable and we often burn out because it's not rooted in love. It's rooted in fear that you're not doing good enough or it's rooted in this idea that something has to be dominated over, which leaves this idea of like, is there something else dominating you? And so if we look at it from a perspective of love, love is unstoppable. If we come from a place of fueling our drive with love and abundance, meaning I'm enough, there's enough, the timing is perfect. And then there's going to be times though that you're going to feel rocked and you'll be like, this is not fucking perfect. (laughs) This is not, right? It's this thing of the timing is perfect, but perfect is an illusion. It's trusting that the universe is giving you the things and the experiences and the situations you need for your highest evolution, for your highest growth. And so when you're asking for your, asking for what you want, be committed to what you want to experience and feel and create, but unattached to the path that it takes to get there. So many people talk about spiritual awakenings and spiritual growth, but that shit is really difficult. It's really empowering, but it requires us to look at our shadow, the yin and the yang. You know, oftentimes when people start working with me, they're like, oh my gosh, I just had all of these memories like resurface that I haven't thought about in so long. Is that a bad thing? You know, I'm filled with a lot of sadness or filled with a lot of grief and it's not a bad thing at all. It's a fucking beautiful thing because what that tells me is your subconscious mind feels safe enough to visit those painful experiences in order to release them, in order to alchemize them. And what it means to alchemize is when you're taking something and creating something new, right? Fire is a beautiful alchemizer and transformative element. It takes wood, it takes anything else and it burns it into ash. It takes one thing and creates something new. <laughs> That's yeah, Destiny's like, that was me last month. So much shadow work that comes up. But it's a but it's it's we can find we get to love all parts of our life experience, but it doesn't mean we have to like it, right? Obviously, bliss and joy and ecstasy feels so much better than grief and sadness and despair. But if we honor all of our emotional states by saying, I'm allowed to feel this, you create emotional freedom. And when you have a sense of emotional freedom, you're more likely to ask for what you want because you feel worthy of it. You know, there's a sense of worthiness that comes up a lot when we're looking at that abundance mindset and scarcity mindset. Because with scarcity mindset of like, I shouldn't be feeling this way. I should be, especially if you have an identity of being the happy, positive, you know, and you really love that about yourself, which is beautiful, right? Because I, I had an identity fucking crisis when I was learning how to do shadow work and learning how to look at the darkness and ask myself, 
what why is this coming up and surrendering it to it being like universe lord god spirit what am i supposed to be learning within this and then trusting what comes up trusting and learning how to sit in the stillness and the silence of it that's why i'm such a big um advocator for meditation and journaling and this is this is like the metaphor that i love so much get in the pool but don't get wet when it comes to past memories resurfacing get in the pool but don't get wet. Don't over-identify with the memory all over again. Let it come up and observe it and imagine being like observing it from a higher state of remembering it and learning how to have love and compassion for that version of you that you're remembering. And especially for all the like emotional sensitive friends out there, I understand you, I get you because I am you, you know, oftentimes it's like a bubble, a pressure bubble within you that's holding that past experience and when it pops the pressure is released and that can and often for me that's like tears so many tears coming of all this pressure that's held in my body from a past experience being released and when we start to release that we create space and when we create space we're able to receive right we're able to receive the things that life wants to give you i encourage all of you to set the intention of like i'm open to receiving Whatever your prayer style looks like, you know, whether it's God, universe, or maybe you're like higher power, I'm not sure what I believe yet, that's all good. As long as you believe in something, something that is big and full of love and, you know, magnetic. It's the sense of if you're focusing on learning, loving, growing, and acceptance, right? Being okay with where you are not shaming yourself for where you are, being okay with it, it will allow it to pass. It'll allow you to alchemize it, to find something new within it, to heal it. That's really what we're talking about. We're talking about healing. Because when we allow ourselves to heal, our confidence goes up because we're able to see our wholeness. You know, we're able to see all of who we are, which is pure positive fucking energy, pure positive love, right? You know, but it's the yin and yang. We get to hold the light and the darkness all at the same time and see the beauty in all of it. And so it's not that you're doing anything wrong if something goes bad. It's honestly the universe being like, oh, she's ready to strengthen certain emotional muscles. She's ready to strengthen trust. She's ready to strengthen endurance and resilience, right? If we never fall, we never learn how to rise. So I want to encourage you to set the intention that you're open to receiving, you know, and you might notice moments that you want to give, give, and just know that it's going to come back to you in full circle in different ways. It's a currency. Currency is not just money, you know, currency is everything, your words, your thoughts, your actions, and just setting the intention, right? Asking for what you want. You want to be able to receive, being open and willing and ready to receive, and taking moments to notice, letting, and maybe it's not just, it's not just money, you guys. I, the first time that I did this, I I think it was 2018, I set the intention that I'm open to receiving, I'm worthy of receiving everything the world has to offer. Because I'm like a gift giver, I love giving. And so the way that it was reframed is, if I say no to someone who wants to give me a compliment, or give me a gift, or help me out, give me a helping hand, I'm robbing them of the gift of giving. So give other people that joy of giving. When you deny them and reject that, you're cutting them off of that joy that you enjoy so much, right? Mm, Right? And so it lands and hits the heartstrings a little bit different. 
So in 2018, I set that intention. I remember it was the first week of the year. It was like in January. And I said that my word for 2018 was to receive. Is to receive. And I go to this art um, this art show where I used to sell my crystal jewelry. And so I was like a regular. I knew everybody. It's like such a cool community. And I walk in and I'm like, dang, like this new artist. I was like, your art is freaking cool. I love all this art. This is amazing. And, um, and then I was like, yeah, do you ever do this on Instagram? Like, do you post pictures? Like, you could probably sell yourself on Instagram. This is cool. And I'm just looking at it. I'm like, wow. And I'm, I'm like, okay, I'm going to buy one in my head, you know. And he's like, hey, I want you to pick out a piece. I want, you to have, I want you to have one of my pieces of art. And I could just feel my body tense up because all I wanted to say was like, no, let me buy it. Or no, let's save it for someone who, so you can make some money, right? And I could feel, I was like, oh, Kelsey, you just set the intention. Now the universe is letting you practice it. The universe is giving you exactly what you asked for. And so I remember I had to physically drop my shoulders, take a breath and say, oh my gosh, thank you so much. And instead of the pushback of like, no, no, you shouldn't. I just allowed myself to fully receive it and just be filled with so much joy and gratitude, right? And like, oh my God, thank you so much. This is amazing. And so the moment that you start to ask for things, the universe is going to give it to you in different ways. It's going to let you practice that intention that you set. Um, So... Don't be surprised, right? And ask yourself, who do I want to be in this? It's so much more about who we be versus the things that we do. Yes, we get to ask for what we want and know that we live in abundant in an abundant world with endless possibilities. Um, and that it's not taking away from anyone else. But I think something that's really important whenever we're asking for what our what we want, asking, is this a win-win-win? Is this a win for me, a win for the other people, and a win for humanity? Because if the things that we're asking for what we want isn't a win across the board for everyone, maybe dig deeper to, well, why do I want that? Well, why do I want that? Well, why do I want that? What is that I'm hoping to feel and experience that that's going to create. And when we can get to the root of the emotion and the things that we're wanting to experience, um, then we can start to cultivate that in our life now. So then it's starting, we start to become a match. Our energy starts to become a match for those things that we want to attract into our life. Um, so anything is possible. Be committed to what you want unattached to how it happens, unattached to the timeline. Because the moment we start to set a timeline that it should happen at this time or it should happen this way we are not trusting in divine timing we're not trusting the universe we're trying to control and i've had this a lot myself like i have found myself trying to control situations because i want it to look a certain way but that's when i get to remind myself to stay in my own lane that i am in control of me myself my reactions my response my internal energy and i get to trust that other people the universe is providing situations for other people to grow as well and i don't need to interfere especially with the people pleasing you know wanting to say whenever i honor my honesty and my authenticity of saying what i mean and meaning what i say everyone rises it's better i might piss a couple people off but only in the beginning because then people start to feel that respect and love that you have for yourself and they start to have it for you as well you know so yes that is that is today's episode on asking for what you want and letting yourself receive it um 
tomorrow, Wednesday, July 28th, I'm hosting a manifestation workshop where we are going to be, it's an active participation. You got to bring a journal um, where we are working through getting very clear on what it is that you want, finding out how we can expand that, um, and then identifying what are some of the subconscious beliefs that are stopping you from being able to create that in your life or the things that you're like doubtful, right? Where's What are those thoughts of doubt or those thoughts of insecurity or the, the scarcity mindset that's coming in? What is that dialogue? Instead of just trying to shut it up, let's talk to it. Let's find out what that is and um, yeah, and then we can start to do the embodiment of, well, who is that version of me? And then we get to take messy action, right? It's the declaring, the asking, the embodying, and then being able to take messy action and create momentum and creating momentum in our life. I know for me, like I, I had four coaching calls today and normally I would be, um, I guess it's not normally I would be, it's, it created the momentum of conversation that gave me the energy to want to do this episode, to do this live, you know, to be able to continue the momentum because I've already taken action of doing something that I love, that it fuels me with more love. So love can be unstoppable and everything comes down to self-love. It's not just um, a sometimes thing. It truly is the source of everything. Being able to go after your dreams, being able to understand your own emotions, being able to understand other people's emotions and deepen your relationship. You know, if you have your own sense of security and you are the source of your own um, safety and your own, and by safety, I'm not talking, like, not your physical safety. It's that mental and emotional safety that's actually a trauma response to keep us safe, right? Not doing the things that our soul is begging us to do. And you can feel it if you're like, wow, I know that I have more inside of me. And it's learning how to unlock that. And I believe a key part of unlocking that is learning how to create a sense of safety, that it's safe to be me. It's safe to take up space. It's safe to use my voice. It's safe to ask for what I want. It's safe to receive and just say thank you and trust that other people are giving only if they want to, right? People that struggle with people pleasing often assume that everyone else is people pleasing. When it's like, no, a lot of people are not. If someone's trying to give to you or help you or support you, opening yourself up to receive that support or that love or that help is a reflection of opening yourself up to love and receive from the universe, you know, from God itself. And so I think it's important to recognize that like the universe and God is within you and within all the people around you. So by asking for something you want, it might be delivered to you in ways you can't even imagine. And if you can think of a couple ways that your goals can work out, then there's like a thousand other ways that the universe has in store. And so it's trusting that you're worthy of experiencing it and also trusting that it's working out better than you can ever imagine. I'm not saying it's going to be pain-free because this life, living, beating, like there's so many things involved and there's such a wide variety of emotions and I'm a firm believer that all emotions are safe. They might not be comfortable, but they're safe to feel and when we allow ourselves to feel what we're feeling and observe it and look at it and flip it around and flip it upside down and being like, interesting, where are these emotions coming from? Anytime you're feeling out of flow, if we can be able to have curiosity and love and acceptance, we could be able to alchemize it, heal it, transform it, and turn it into something new. And that's like the transformation that everyone, like, I think that people want to believe, but they aren't sure if it's possible. So be committed to what you want. 
unattached to how it happens and trust the process. So, all right, guys, if you are listening to this, I am Kelsey Lowe. I'm your host. You are listening to Joyfully You Podcast, and I will see you on the next episode.